Welcome to the Podcast Connector. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes tips on all things entrepreneurship, spreading your message, and the podcasting space. Plus, we will connect you with some amazing people in health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Podcast Connector podcast. I am here with my lovely beautiful friend, Kaylee, Christina, who copied my name and put it in her middle name. <laughs> Purposely. Yeah, she did that on purpose uh, just a few years before yeah. I was born. <laughs> she, <laughs> she but, you know, today we want to talk about one of one of my other favorite topics in addition to boundaries, which is direct communication and normalizing direct communication. And I actually did recently did a solo episode on this on my own show. And I'm curious to see, uh, you know, where we go here when I have somebody else talking with me to me. Uh, so normalizing direct communication, I actually feel like I think that's a skill that a lot of us develop. I feel like that's more of my natural inclination which has gotten me in trouble in the past, but I feel like that's more of something that you have like developed more recently. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny is there's a lot of different people in this world, but when it comes to communication, you typically have like the sugar coders, the soft version of things. Then you have people that are very direct communicators and that causes a lot of conflict. If there's been no communication and self-work around how other people communicate, because automatically someone who goes in with a softer approach, who thinks about other considers other people's feelings more will get very defensive from direct approaches. And then people who do direct approaches can get really frustrated with the way that people who soften things and try to sugarcoat them more. It's like, just get to the point. So there's a lot of conflict there. If there's no self-work done around understanding the way someone else communicates and understand that's their preferred method of communication because that's how they feel like they can get something across best. And so it's really good in any relationship and especially, I mean, business, romantic, family, anything. But here we're talking a little more business, how people on the team enjoy giving and receiving information because you might have a direct communicator. And once you know that, you now know you can communicate more directly with that person and have it received well. And you don't need to sugarcoat things. And then, you know, it'll be, it'll be easier on you too in the long run, because I've now enjoyed direct communication. I used to be like the person that would feel more defensive about it. Feel like did that person not like me? I would jump to all those conclusions. And now I'm like, oh, this gets the point across faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's actually more time and less, I'm sorry, less time and less energy on my end to directly communicate. And I love it now, but I had to work on that. And I also had to do the self-work to release the fear of me coming across wrong. Yeah. I think we really like have to look at, well, why am I sugarcoating it? Or why am I afraid to be direct or to receive Mm -hmm. something that that's direct? And that's exactly what it is. Like when you communicate in a very direct way, you save everybody a lot of time. And you also like really get to the truth of what's going on, because I can't tell you how many times I've had this with friends or in business where somebody is being indirect because they don't want to hurt my feelings, but because they're indirect, I don't know what's actually going on. And then it ends up, I end up losing time or I misunderstanding what's actually going on. And then if there's an issue, it turns into a bigger issue. And I I'm like, why did you not bring this to me from the beginning and just be very clear with what's going on? So we could have just nipped it in the butt. Right. And, and it turns into a larger ordeal. And I feel like, like for me, like direct communication is like the most loving thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I feel like when someone's being indirect with me or beating around the bush, it actually feels like 
kind of disrespectful to me. And, and it even does though, create more conflict. Yeah, it does. And I know that's not the intention, but it's just like kind of another perspective because people often do that because they're trying to be nicer. But on the other side, like to me, it feels like it feels kind of disrespectful because I feel like you're wasting my time or you're not, you're just not being clear with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want something to be very clear with me. And I think it's also important to realize that direct communication doesn't mean being mean. You know, and, and you can be direct and like so loving and so, so and so soft, but still be very clear and direct. It's just about being precise with your words. The tone is a separate thing, you know, but it's just like, are you beating around the bush and sugar coat? Oh, well, it was kind of like this versus like, this is how I felt. This is what happened. You know, it's it. And I think that's why a lot of people don't communicate directly is because they've already decided in their head, well, if I'm direct, I'm mean. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a projection. That's an illusion. Like, where did that come from? Who told you that if, like, when, when you're being direct, you're being rude, right? Because most people, when someone's just honest and direct and they don't like what the truth is, they will then project that on like, that was rude. You're a bitch. It's like, no, I just said exactly what happened. <laughs> and you did, and then and then you didn't like the truth. So yeah. then you turned it into something that was negative. When yeah. really, like, we all have the right to communicate how we feel, and it's it's right in our own heads. Mm-hmm. But if the other person doesn't want to receive it like that, then it's seen as mean. It could also be whatever person was in your life growing up that was more of a direct communicator. They could have been more of like an angrier, mean person. It could have had mm-hmm. that tie. So what if the only person to you growing up that was a direct communicator? was mean. <laughs> and so like, and so now you've related, cause I know that happened to me. I related direct communication to, to punishment and to aggression. And that's what I related it to. So it's like, oh my gosh, I never want to come across as someone like that. I didn't know that there was a loving way to directly communicate. Yeah. And I think a lot of people ha- haven't even had models of any direct mm-hmm. communication, right? So they yeah. just don't even know what that looks like. And that, that is what is really more common like normalized I feel like in our society is like beating around the bush and that's where all the drama happens right that's where where all the conflict comes from because people aren't just like this is what's going on this is how I'm feeling this is what happened and when it's clear when it's just laid out on the table now we can do something with it but most people just aren't aren't modeled that you look at what's going on in family dynamics and everybody's just kind of tiptoeing around the issue or putting like sweeping it under the rug what happened like that is more normal so a lot of people just haven't even had that experience of very direct communication so then when they have that first experience with it it's it feels triggering because it's like whoa people don't talk to me like that just because you've never experienced it before. And so realizing like, is it just that I'm not used to this versus that it's not ideal? Because to me, I feel like direct communication is the thing that keeps my relationship so strong and allows us to, you know, move forward in the business and get a lot more done because we're not beating around the bush. And I mean, I don't think it serves anybody when there's an issue or a feeling that's festering and it's not just like brought to light so we can deal with it. I now crave direct communication. And I do not like, it's, it's crazy how I've been converted (laughs) Ah. after me practicing it. And then me starting to see the value in it. When I stopped being triggered, actually, I don't even want to say stop because I still get a little triggered by direct communication, but it's just an automatic response. And then literally two seconds later, I take Mm -hmm. a deep breath and I'm like, okay, how am I receiving this? But I still deal with that initial jarring from it. And then I'm like, all right, Kaylee, what are they trying to say? And then I realize how respectful it is and how much I appreciate it because now I can make whatever response and decision from the clearest point of communication rather than if someone's not being clear, you're not only trying to decipher what that person's saying, you're making a lot of assumptions when you yeah. try to ask clarifying questions and they're still not being direct. You have to come to your, you have to build your own story in your head, come to your own conclusions and then develop a response or reaction based on assumed conclusions, which could be the biggest, it could be completely wrong. And you could be responding in a 
horrible way, not even meaning to, but based on assumptions you made because of lack of clear communication. Yeah. It's just like everybody throwing their projections and like like not even realizing it. Exactly. And it's like, just say what you're thinking, you know, what do you feel like changed for you? How did you make that shift? One, working with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly, a big part of it was the self-work that I do. So I work with you. I have a therapist and I have an executive coach. Mm -hmm. And with all three, I work on communication because that has historically been a huge struggle of mine. I was a person that would sweep things under the rug, just stay quieter, didn't want to create conflict. And so I've had to work really hard on how to stand up for myself, create boundaries, clearly communicate without having extreme anxiety around doing that. Because I would have so much anxiety, but then I would create anxiety, but also not doing it. So working through it in really safe environments has been a great practice for me. Honestly, the the best practice ever is my co-founder, Danielle, and I work with an executive coach and it's meshed between like a therapist and a strategist. And we bring up conflicts during this and we talk them through in a very clear, direct communication way. And even when it was in the beginning, when I wasn't clear, he re-deciphers it and be like, okay, is this what you are saying? And so constantly having that on a weekly basis brought me to the point where I could start just saying exactly how I feel. And so it, yeah. it's like training. It's like, you know, if you want to get better at basketball, you go, you go practice. Like it, it's exactly what our executive coaching sessions were. It was practice for me. And so that parlayed into all or transpired into all other areas of my life and other relationships. It's challenged me to practice getting better with it. And so, yeah, it it has taken pure practice to get better at direct communication coming from someone that had severe anxiety around direct communication. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where you don't realize you're being indirect until somebody reflects it back to you. I know that's true for me. Like there are times when, when someone will reflect back and I go, Whoa, I didn't even realize how like unclear that, that was what I was saying. And yeah. I will also say from just from like the coaching healer angle, like there's something that is really healing for people about receiving direct communication in a container where that person is still showing up for them. You know, so that's one of the reasons why it can be so healing in terms of repatterning when you're working with your therapist or your healer uh, or your coach or whoever it is, where when they're very direct in a very loving way, because that models for people like, oh, here's somebody that is extremely direct and they're super loving and still like, like showing up for me and here to support me. Like you already know they're coming from a place of support and they genuinely want the best for me Mm -hmm. and they're being very direct. And so it starts to like retrain your brain to understand those two can go hand in hand. And so just having that experience modeled is, is really healing for people. It is really about retraining your brain at the end of the day, because you're so patterned to operate in one way and to completely changing operations feels really jarring and really unsettling until you're settled into the new practice. And so the more you just continue to practice, you're essentially rewiring your brain in the way that you communicate. Now I do find myself getting a little frustrated with people who aren't clear communicators because I'm now, I'm now seeing it from the other side, which is so crazy. And I, we do really work on encouraging our team internally to, to make direct communication safe, because I think people are afraid to, again, cause they don't want to, they don't want to piss anyone off and get fired. They like, there's, there's so much unsafety that's been patterned in jobs and jobs threatened and, you know, put on probation within work and all different things, especially with like really high level corporate jobs. It's just so intense and so much like distrust created that that's patterned into people. And so creating a safe environment for the team that they can 
communicate directly and not be punished for it. And so as leaders, it's our jobs to not negatively react when our team directly communicates and maybe they're trying to get better at directly communicating and it's a little off at first. Like maybe they do come across a little, like a little rude or aggressive and they're not even meaning to, uh, cause I've seen this happen. And so it's really your job to be able to help coach them in the direction of positively reinforcing the direct communication with offering guidance. Yeah. And like leading that. And, you know, I know a number of CEOs who like within their company, they have consistent meetings where it's just, Hey, the point of this entire meeting is everybody's going to get whatever's off their chest, off their chest. Like, yes. It's and opening no getting the space fired because yeah, of for it the direct no communication. Yes. Yeah. You we know? do that in our executive meetings too. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is a safe space to do this. Mm-hmm. Like it's important for the health and growth of the company that no one is, you know, pushing things down and then building resentment. Yeah. And like, you know, communication is a two-way street. And so part of that is also helping people and being clear. Cause like we were talking about, like, you don't always notice that you're being indirect until someone reflects it back to you. And so mm-hmm. for me, a big thing that I talk about is precision with questions. And so this is a big thing with clients for me or with people, you know, who work for me where they'll talk and I say, what's the real question? Cause people will ask a question that's like this top layer. And I'm like, what's the real question though? You know, so, well, what did you do when blah, blah, blah happened to you? I go, that's not a real question. What's your real question? Your real question is this happened to me. What should I do about it? Right. So people mm-hmm. often ask level one of a question that, and we're like, what's level 10? Like, let's just get straight to the point, you know? And sometimes it can help just to like have that awareness and be like, you know, what's really going on here? Like, let's just get straight to it. And I'll ask mm-hmm. you, like, what's the real question here? And noticing where you're doing that as well. Of like, where am I asking, where am I going through the side door? instead of the front door. People do that all the time. Like it's even like, it's, it's like when people say, you want to go out for coffee? Do you want to go for coffee with me? Or do you want to ask me business questions? Like, just, let's just get straight to the point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, or you don't have to go to coffee with me. You could just ask me whatever you want to ask me when we're at coffee. Right. So it's like, what's the real, what's the real question here and learning to discern that within yourself and also just, you know, observing that within other people. But when you're asking questions, like asking yourself, like, is this really what I want to be asking? Or am I asking a different version of it where I'm kind of like sidestepping going through the side door, not totally direct because the questions is a really common place where indirect communication comes up. (laughs) It's so funny you say get to the real question because I'm just thinking so many times of texts that I get from people that it's like, Hey, how are you? Just checking. Like they'll, they'll try to soft intro things before they ask me something. We don't need that. And it's like, if I have like questions for someone, even if I haven't talked to them in like two months or something, they're a friend. It's like, Hey, I got a quick question. And then I literally yeah. just ask it because if I'm getting a text where I know a question is coming, I'm like getting frustrated that all these other things are in between when it's just like, I know you have a question and like, I want to help you. I'd love to answer that question. Like I don't need to have the small talk before a question. Like I really don't like we, there's a place for talking and catching up. And then there's a place for asking questions. And it's like, mm-hmm. just literally text me and just like, I have a quick question (laughs) and just like, just get to it. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you're wasting people's time when you're not being direct. And at the end of the day, like time time is so valuable to us. If you're looking to share your message with aligned audiences, then being a guest on podcasts is the best way to do it. It is a guaranteed way to get in front of a loyal audience instead of testing your luck with ads or organic reach, which is getting more and more difficult. This is exactly why we started the Podcast Connector, which is like a matchmaking service for podcasts and guests. Cold pitch emails often go to trash or are left unread, and most podcast hosts 
only take referrals for their shows nowadays. At the Podcast Connector, we have a huge roster of thousands of incredible podcasts. We get to know each of them individually and exactly what they're looking for and what their audience is like. And we match our guests with aligned shows. We're looking for people exactly like them. We love to make perfect matches. We take the cold pitching out of it. It's a win-win for everyone. So if you are looking to get booked on podcasts, just head to thepodcastconnector.com. That is where you can see all of our options for bookings. Let us take the stress off you. Focus on the things you really need to be focusing on your business. Let us work our magic and get you booked on perfectly aligned shows. Again, all of the information is at thepodcastconnector.com. I can't ask, I can't help you if you're not clear with me about what you really want or what you really need. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta tell me. And this, it translates over into romantic relationships as well. You know, like, I feel like that's the biggest area. And I know we're talking about like business, but it's mirrored so well there that you'll, you'll notice of like, where are you not asking for what you need or asking the real question? It's like in dating people are like, you know, what do you think they think about? It's like, just ask, you know, like, yeah. just ask, or like, do you want to go on a date? Just ask, do you want to hang out? Do you want to hang out with me or do you want to go on a date with me? You know, like which, which one? one is it? Which one is it? Like, let's be clear. You know, Don't so even get me started. It will, get, it will get mirrored. You know, in that yeah, in that area yeah. of of our lives as well. And you know, it's funny as I wanted to bring up our relationship, Kaylee. I always use as like examples uh, for people because I feel like we're just so good at being direct. And I feel like if somebody read our text messages, they would be like, <laughs> "Do they like each other? Like, is this okay?" Like, I literally messaged Kaylee earlier today. I'm like, "You're not invited to my birthday party." <laughs> like. <laughs> I was like crying, <laughs> laughing, and I promise everyone there's a backstory to this, but there's I'm not a back, The backstory is yeah. Kaylee and I were figuring out like birthday stuff, you know, and I said to her, I was just mapping out dates and basically no time before or after. And this month is crazy for everybody. And I said, you know, my birthday is on a Wednesday and the next day she's, go- she's flying to a wedding. And I was like, so I don't want you driving down Wednesday. So like, you're not invited to my party. <laughs> Cause Christina <laughs> knows I would drive two and a half hours down, two and a yeah. half hours back, burn myself out, try to catch a morning flight. <laughs> So yeah, she's not inviting me. So I'm like, you're just not invited to my birthday dinner because I'm not letting you drive the night before when it's not that big of a deal, you know. But I feel like, and and even with you know holding space, it's like whenever either of us needs something, we always ask. It's like, hey, I have something that I need to talk to you about. Like, do you have space for it right now? And sometimes we say, yeah. When can we talk? And other times it'll be like, I literally can't right now. Like, yeah. And and even when we're hanging out, you know, I know there have been different times where it's like, you know, what do you what do we want here? And I'll be like, I can hang out if you're willing to just like either let me word vomit the entire time or like we probably shouldn't hang out because it's all I have space for. So if you don't want to like receive me word vomiting, then let's not hang out. Right. And, and you'll just be like, got it. Right. And you'll, yeah. and you'll be honest with like, I actually can't receive that or yeah, that's totally fine. I'm totally fine to just like sit and listen, you know, and, and receive the word vomiting. So I feel like we're just very clear and very intentional with how we communicate. And it's like so direct. And that's something that I love about our relationship that not all my relationships are like that. I wish they were, but I think that that intentionality like allows us to always feel like that equilibrium. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I don't ever feel like you're tugging on me or pulling on me. I also don't ever feel like I'm burdening you because whenever I am sharing with you, you've already given me the okay. Like I'm available for this. And I know that you're very honest if you're not, you know, and, and that allows us, I feel like to not have any resentment or unspoken expectations because that's where most relationships of every sort go wrong, right? We have unspoken expectations and we have unspoken resentment and somebody's, you know, asking for help when that person isn't 
emotionally, energetically available for it. And so we're just like really clear with that. And we ask the other person, like, are you available for this? And we, there are no hard feelings when someone says no. I think there's an insanely high level of respect between the two of us. And that carries over into the way we communicate. And we love our friendship so much and want to also respect each other at the same time. And I think that adds to how deep our friendship is because of the way we communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. I love our relationship so much. I love our friendship. I've never had a more honest, clear and open friendship relationship in my life. And I think it's because we are so bluntly Mm -hmm. honest and respect the other person's blunt honesty Mm -hmm. and then never take things personally. Yeah. And that's the key thing. It's like, that's the other side of it. It's like, there's such a deep respect in love, but it's like, we've had hard conversations in our friendship. And I feel like if it was anybody else, one of us probably would have just like different points in the last, you know, six, seven years, like just like faded off. But like, whenever there's been something weird, somebody will just address it. Right. Yeah. Like, like we always just bring it up and we've had a lot of hard conversations that aren't even hard, right? Like they're not even yeah. hard because we're so direct and because it's just like this unspoken thing of like, don't take anything personally. Like I'm just being honest, this you is know, how and I'm feeling this is the way this yeah. is coming across and, and that's it. Yeah. And I think also, because I think the other part of that is both of us are so open to feedback. Mm-hmm. Both of us are the type of people that genuinely want constructive feedback and are willing to make the shift anytime. Like if you come to me and you're like, you know, this is upsetting me and I'm like, okay, well, what can I change? Like, I want to know and I, I will change it. And you're the same way. If I'm like, I really need this from you or like, I'm feeling like, you know, this you'll receive that well. And you'll be like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that. And I'm, go- I'm going to make that shift, you know? And I think that that's why that's a big reason why it works because both of us, we like constructive criticism, you know, mm-hmm. when it's coming from that loving place and both of us, like, as soon as we know what we're doing wrong, it's like, Oh, great. Like I can shift we that. Thank fix you for te- it. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for telling me that, you know, yeah. and a lot of people don't want to shift it or they don't want to hear it. And then we just keep staying in these patterns where people don't feel the way they want to feel in the relationship, but it's definitely a unique, like a very unique dynamic with us that it's kind of hard to articulate, but all I can say is like, we're very freaking direct (laughs) and and I think for everyone listening, you can get to this place in friendships and relationships, but you can't just start it without communicating that with the other Mm -hmm. person. Like if you just start being insanely direct and blunt, honest, like it could be very jarring for Mm -hmm. someone else. But if you really want that type of relationship, communicating that with the other person, like I would love the type of relationship where we can be bluntly honest and not take it personally. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, if I would say this to you and what way would you receive it? Like, it might be uncomfortable at first because you're not used to having those conversations, but having the uncomfortable and difficult conversations to set up the stage for the rest of the relationship and how you're Mm -hmm. going to communicate moving forward because direct communication is phenomenal, but not if both parties aren't in on it (laughs) and going to receive it well. And it it goes back to like knowing your boundaries and knowing what you need and then just clearly expressing that to other Mm -hmm. people. And like, you know, boundaries are about what we need. It's not about somebody else. And I think it goes back to like even conversations we had earlier about respecting time and it goes back to our respect, but like, it's even the little things of when we voice message each other, there will be like urgent arrow or not urgent (laughs) arrow. Right. Or like, Hey, can you make sure you listen to this before Tuesday? Like, it'll Mm -hmm. literally be that specific. It'll be like, do you have time to talk? This is urgent. It's only going to take 10 minutes or do you have time to talk? It's not urgent, but I would like to do this within the next week. Like being that clear with each other. So there's like no unspoken expectations. Yeah. I feel like it makes me feel like my time is so respected and valued valued, you know, versus that other person expecting me to be available all the time, no matter what it is. Yeah. So direct communication, I feel like it's been the thing that has like kept us strong. And I feel like it's a thing that like makes it. So I feel like nothing can really break 
the connection. You know, when I always tell people, I'm like, you're like my sister. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you're Same. like, you're, you're my sister, you know? And when people are family and they do something that like annoys you, you talk, you have to like talk about it and you have to, you have to deal with it. And a lot mm-hmm. of people with friendships, they just sweep it under the rug or they just bounce, yeah. you know? So I think it's just a testament to like, you know, being able to, to communicate really clearly and, and receive that. And I'm really grateful for it. For sure. I am too insanely grateful for it. And our friendship and communication gives me like the confidence and safety mm-hmm. to do it in other places too. In other yeah. It's like in that example, it's like, well, if Kaylee can do this, then you sure as hell can do this. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I mean, seriously, if I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I mean. It's just like, once you have one example of what's yes. possible, it's like, well, then yeah, you, anybody can show, show up, you know? And then yeah. when I think about like how we communicate and then when I see people in my life who don't respect my time in the same way, I'm like, Hmm. Interesting. I'm like seeing it now. Like I have yeah. that comparison point. So it's just cool to see kind of like what's possible. And especially I know I'm sure a lot of people listening feel like they have a lot of people tugging on them and uh, need to be available for everybody. And having direct communication really helps to not feel that way because we also create stories in our heads about what people expect of us that aren't even Mm -hmm. true because it's like if we didn't have clear communication Kaylee might text me or whoever text me and I'm like feeling in my body like oh my god they are expecting me to get back and they're gonna get upset if I don't which isn't even true and sometimes people will respond to me they're like I'm so sorry I didn't respond quickly like and they give this whole paragraph I'm like you have nothing to apologize for I literally sometimes don't ever text people back like I wouldn't have taken it personally at all if you didn't respond yeah you know so it's just like bringing all of those expectations up and being clear but you have to first identify that within yourself because you can't communicate it if you don't even know what you're expecting wanting or needing from somebody else in your life Mm -hmm. I agree and something that just made me think of before we wrap up for someone who is a direct communicator working on like a relationship with someone else who's not as much a direct communicator or they're working on it. Um, Something to note is it's very helpful to help as a direct communicator to release anxiety in that other person. Cause a lot of direct communicators like don't get anxiety about directly communicating. So they can't really empathize and connect with it. Cause they've never felt that. But for example, Christina knows that I get anxiety about like letting people down and burning myself out to be there for everyone else. And that's why like she released the expectation for me to be there for her birthday. Like she wasn't even like, I, I understand if you can't make it, but like this, like she didn't do that. She was like, I don't want you to come. Cause like, I don't want you to do that. Or like if someone's running late and it's okay that they're running late, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, it's fine. I'll just be like, don't worry, take your time. There's no rush be safe. Like Mm -hmm. I will release that anxiety from them feeling like they need to give something back or like even a response time. Like you don't need to respond to this right away. Don't worry about it. Like when you Mm -hmm. can release that anxiety in someone else that really helps them and that can help them be a more direct communicator in the future because you've opened that line of communication for them to communicate in that way. Totally. And I think about like, there are so many texts I send where I always end it with like, no need to respond. Just, just wanted to send this your way, mm-hmm. especially, especially if it's like congratulating someone or sending condolences, like something or like a, a birthday, anything where I'm like, this person is probably getting a ton of messages. And I still want to like say something, but I don't want them to feel like they need to reply. I'll be like, absolutely no need to respond at all. Like, I know you're getting a lot of messages. I just wanted to send this your way. And I know that you received it and I will just yes. like, you don't need to reply. And cause I know I appreciate that so much when, when we get inundated with messages. So, you know, just thinking about that other person and how they're feeling. Cause if I had been wishy-washy I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to drive down. I know it's a lot, but like, if you, if you do want to come, then you would have felt pressure. Oh, you would have felt like, I would have yeah. felt like, oh, well, if I don't come now, I'm an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you're literally not invited. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I like to add the biggest deep breath because I know we'll plan something else. Yeah. The two of us, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. whew, I'm glad I don't have to drive, you know, a five, six hour round trip the night before no, a, a flight. Like, yeah. 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 Oh my God. Thank you for the direct communication, Kaylee. Love Thank it. you for direct communication. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think all of us, it's so relevant in every area of, of our lives, whether it is our businesses, whether it is romantic relationships, friendships, family really everywhere. So hopefully gave you some things to noodle on. Let us know what your relationship is with direct communication. And also I'll just say, if there's anyone in your life who you really appreciate their communication style, maybe just send them a nice, a little love note. Thank you. And maybe end it by, you don't need to respond. (laughs) I just wanted to let you know that I'm really grateful for how clear of a communicator you are. And it makes me feel really seen and heard and respected and loved, you know, because just a little shout out to people. I think could be a nice little five minute favor (laughs) ended there. All right. Well, hopefully this was helpful, interesting for you. Maybe send it to somebody. If, if it was send the link to someone in your life, if you think they would enjoy it as well. And if you did enjoy it, take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram at the podcast connector. So we can repost you say thank you and connect with you further. And that's going to be it for today's show. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll chat with you again next episode. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.